before the arenas, before the awards. This is before National Live. Have a question for our guest? Send it to us via messenger. Here's your host, George Davis. And welcome back to Before Nashville, where we introduce the country stars of tomorrow to the country fans of today. Tonight, joining me is uh, right now two-thirds of the band that signed to Fade Entertainment. It's a newly formed country rock-infused band. I love that title. And they're called Nash Villains. They're made up of musicians and writers Troy Johnson. Troy's up there on the upper right. Uh, right below he and I is Brett Boyette. That's correct. And then Scott Scott Lindsay and Scott's having some technical difficulties, which uh, the last time we did this, the guys know that I am not um, immune to that. <laughs> Are you here? I think we're not so yeah, not at all. We weren't. Uh, that time we were all. Right. I think Brett was the only one not having difficulties. And I was in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it was a mess. Go figure. <laughs> so they couldn't hear me. I could hear them, and I just let them go on with the show for a little bit. And <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, I think you guys were great hosts, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk a little bit. Uh, Troy, we'll start off with you. Give us a little background about Troy. How you got into music and uh, and kind of what your you know life was a couple of years ago when you were a youngster. A couple of years ago when I was a youngster. That's very kind of you. Uh, uh, so uh, I've always been in music um, ever since I was a really uh, little kid, five years old. I was singing all the time. Um, I was, uh, you know, in, in school, you know, there's stories of, of me getting uh, called down by the teacher because I was singing too much and not paying attention. Um, so it was from, from a very early age, it was very clear that, that it was at least a possibility that I could, um, uh, you know, at least go this direction, musical direction. Um, I grew up in Houston, Texas. Uh, I would sing in church. I would say I had, I sang in bands, uh, when I was a kid. Uh, and I went to, ended up going to Belmont University here in Nashville. I, I wasn't actually going to go to, uh, college because I couldn't find one that I wanted. Well, uh, that's not altogether true. The one I wanted to go, I wanted to go to Boston, uh, to go to Berkeley. And, uh, that was just way too expensive and out of my reach. So I told my mom, well, I'm just going to go, uh, I'm going to learn a bunch of, uh, cover songs on piano and, uh, go play at a bar. And she goes, well, let me tell you something. You're not, that's not what you're going to do. <laughs> so she said, she said, by, by no means are you going to do that. So, uh, she went ahead and, and, and found, with the band I was working in with at the time, the producer of our band, uh, had recently moved to Nashville and he told my parents about Belmont. So we checked it out. I fell in love. I came up here to Belmont. It was there that I learned how to play guitar, that I sort of honed my songwriting, um, uh, uh, songwriting, uh, proud. I'm finishing his sentences for him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway, I, you know, I went to Belmont, and, and while I was there, I, I realized, hey, you can, uh, over, I fell in love with the songwriting community and, and found out that you could actually just write songs and make a living doing that. And, and so that was what, what I set out to do. 
And um, about a year later, uh, I, you know, after going to, I, I went to Belmont for about a year and a half, and during that time, I put together a demo uh, that we did. Uh, we recorded some some stuff at Soundstage uh, back in the early nineties. Uh, with with my my roommate was an engineer. He was interning at at Soundstage, and he uh, was able to get me some downtime, which basically means the studio is available to the people that work there if there's no session book. So he got me in there. We did um, a couple of songs, and and one of those songs was a, a song called "Some Days You Got to Dance," which is something I wrote. Um, uh, a long, long time ago, and how'd that, that go? Huh? How'd that go, Troy? How'd that go? You have to check. It. You have to check that out on the Dixie Chicks Fly record. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> and get on the iTunes and, and actually drink it, so that at least I'll get a couple of. Yeah, you, you get a couple of tenths of a penny, you know. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that, that's, 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 in a nutshell, that's the kind of a background uh, of, of how I got from A to B. And, um, you know, uh, I've been in the business for a long time and uh, uh, met Brett along the way. And and uh, he approached me about this band and I said, uh, I said, hey, Scotty, what's going on? And <laughs> Troy said, "Hey, maybe I'll be." Yeah, yeah. I said, hey, let's 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 maybe let's keep talking. Yeah, yeah. right. Can you hear me? We got gotcha. you. Yeah, you sound good, buddy. Yeah, you're loud and proud now. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. All right, we're all represented now. Yeah, there you go. So, Brett, let's let's talk a little bit about your beginnings in the wide world of music. How far back do you want me to go? Oh, I went back to age five. I mean, if you if you came out of the womb singing, you know, then you're a child prodigy. We could talk about that, but uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you my first my first instrument was. But I never said prodigy, George. <laughs> 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 My first instrument was a uh, alto sax, and then I uh, started learning piano. I hated it. I was forced to compete in piano and play classical piano, and I'm, I'm so glad I did that. But I hated every second of it because I wanted to play uh, Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder and uh, Elton John and uh, Billy Joel at the time. And I ended up going to, uh, I ended up busting tables. My parents said, you are absolutely not going to ever play guitar. You'll end up in a band someday. I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> like, if, if you, if you buy, ever buy a guitar, you're going to end up in a band. I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not never in a band. So I, so I did, uh, I bust tables for a whole summer at a restaurant in Colorado and I uh, went to a pawn shop and bought, bought a Fender Stratocaster for 400 bucks. And that was my first guitar. That was way to rebel against the parents. Heck yeah. And, and they were right about everything. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're gonna want to grow your hair out long, and now uh, you know we were like the fundamentalist Baptists at the time. I was like, no, I won't. Is that long hair? Yeah. We're right about it. Now that was, I went to college in Texas, and I studied classical guitar under uh, Robert Guthrie, who's a really famous guitar player, flamenco guitar player. 
I actually uh, graduated with forensic archaeology major, go, go, go figure. Um, but I met a guy named James Hawley who played bass for George Jones when I was in Dallas. And uh, he said, hey, you know, I played in some of my songs I was writing in Texas as I was playing in all these country bands and bars all over Texas. I played in some of my songs. He said, man, you know, think about moving to uh, to Nashville, Tennessee, and learn, you know, and go right with the big dogs. Because I grew up on country, and you know, I grew up doing rodeo, and I just love, love country. I always have loved country music. And ended up going to, to uh, Nashville and uh, befriending a couple really well-known songwriters and learning from them. And then moved to New York. I didn't have any success in Nashville at that point. So I moved to New York. I was playing a rock band, writing pop music in New York. But then I got a call from a guy named Steve Dorff, um, who had heard some of my music. and said, hey, do you want to come out to L.A. and, and uh, work in TV with me? So, because I, I knew how to do Pro Tools, and I knew all the engineering stuff, I was like, well, yeah, because I taught myself. I, mean, I, I he, He's a Hall of Fame songwriter, and I was like, well, yeah, this is awesome. He worked for Steve Dorff. That's amazing. So, <clears throat> I went out to uh, L.A., and I did, like, uh, I did Reba with him, first TV show I ever did. I was his music editor for that. And then I did a couple different shows with him, and I worked for uh, Rick Murata, who's a uh, drummer who did Everybody Loves Raymond's music uh, uh, engineer for him and edited and uh, did some a little bit of writing not much those guys the main composers and then um, uh, Snuffy Walden I worked for him Friday Night Lights and much other shows and along the way I was producing music myself for albums and I uh, started scoring as well I started scoring different TV shows and commercials and uh, movies and right before we met and actually the reason we met I was scoring a movie called Forever My Girls, the poster right behind me, uh, and it was, uh, you know, pretty, did pretty well, and it, uh, it actually did really well, and uh, I ended up doing a whole soundtrack where I got, to, I was producing, like, uh, Lauren Elena, and Travis Tritt, and uh, Josh Turner, and uh, Little Town, and a bunch of other um, artists, and, uh, and I met Troy because somebody suggested Troy as the demo singer, and I was in L.A., in my studio in L.A., and uh, I was actually sharing that studio with Paul Overstreet, who's another big songwriter in L.A., and uh, I was suggested uh, Troy as a demo singer, and uh, I tried him out. I was like, wow, this guy's voice is amazing. I absolutely loved, loved his voice. And so he did, like, I think most of the uh, demos for me for Universal Records for the um, the artists I was working with. He ended up singing a lot, I think, a lot of backgrounds on, on the uh, soundtrack as well for me. And, um, I, and then I met Scott. Scott was out in L.A. doing a uh, songwriter festival and came by the studio. We had a mutual friend in common in Tim Gates uh, from the band Due West. And... Uh, yeah, Tim Gates, that's right. I like that shirt. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> but Scott came by, and uh, we wrote, we were writing a movie, a song for the movie that didn't make the movie. Sorry, Scott, I'm going to step all over here. Because I know you're yeah. <laughs> You love to point it out. You're doing this yeah. But we wrote a song, we, we wrote a song, didn't make the movie, but um, we started talking. I had this, this band name, Nashville. And like, Man, there's a singer in, Na in Nashville I've been working with. I've never met him in person, but I, I've been working with him over the internet, and he's been singing demos for me. He's, guys, I love his voice. And I was thinking about, I'm going to move back to Nashville 
And I'd love to, you know, get a meeting with this guy. And, and Scott and I are like, well, we should do it together. And he's like, well, hey, man, I know Troy. I know that guy. I know that fan. So, yeah. We write, we write from the same company. Yeah. yeah. I said, oh, his is across the hall. So, you know, <laughs> it's calling. Yeah. Same words, we're back to present day. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, what? I, I got to ask this because you said that you were doing some engineering for the TV show Reba. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my wife is a diehard fan of that show. I've seen every rerun probably ten times. Oh, cool. Uh, we watch it. I mean, we go to sleep to it like every night because it's on CNT out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Steve and I did the only, we only did the first season of that show, and Jonathan Wolf, was the, uh, he's the composer who also did uh, Seinfeld, he, okay. he actually got the, got the second season going forward, um, but Steve was, is an amazing composer and did a great job, so right. that just happened with you know, relationships and whatever happened, but that we did the first season of that show and a bunch of other shows after that. That's pretty cool. So, uh, Scotty, we'll bring you into the mix now. We're just kind of going back and finding out early years and how you got from Point Baby to, to Point Nash Villain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, how far back are we going? You say? Uh, uh, yeah. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was the best swimmer in the... <laughs> Detroit. Uh, 
But uh, I, I was studying classical jazz guitar there. I always I always wrote, but I never I never really studied songwriting other than just you know on my own, you know. But uh, but that, that's what brought me to Nashville originally, and uh, so I mean I was I was in and out of bands, but my main focus was writing, and uh, done every job in the world while I was down there. You know, even taught school for nine years. You know, but I was a limo driver and bartender, and you know, I, I think I, I was even a stripper for a week. You know, but that's horrible. <laughs> that's for a whole other podcast. I don't know. Can I ask you about everyone here in that story? <laughs> 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 Times was hard, and I needed tuition money, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear that story. You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. No, but uh, around that same time as uh, I was doing, I was doing songwriter things around town. Uh, Debbie Champion had a thing over at Commodore Lounge. No, uh, wasn't Commodore then. It was out on Trinity Lane, uh, the Broken Spoke. Oh, oh and, yeah. Uh, uh, and me and my buddy uh, Josh Osborne started doing those out there, and we, and then he and I put a band together, and we played down at Tootsie's for about a year and a half or so, and and. Uh, then me and Josh wrote a song called You Only Come When You're Drunk. I got a record deal on that song. So uh, as, I, as I was going all over the country promoting that song, uh, Josh, while I was out of town, he became one of the biggest songwriters in the freaking world. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so I came back to town and uh, uh, my record deal fell apart. And I was actually wondering what I was going to do at the time. And then I met uh, a man named Frank Larry, who is uh, Karen is our boss. Um, we call her boss lady. And uh, Frank was her husband. And uh, he, he's passed since. But uh, uh, I just happened to come across him, and we had a lot of mutual friends online. And uh, uh, he was doing a lot of things in film and TV, and I asked him if I could send him some songs. Because I didn't know... What the heck I was, I didn't know my next move, you know? Right. And he said, sure. And you liked them, wanted to hear more, and on and on and on. And six months later, I was signed to the company, you know? And they sent me to, of course, I started writing with Troy as soon as I signed with the company, or before I signed with the company, actually. And uh, as soon as I signed with the company, they they sent, basically, as soon as they signed me, they sent me out to Durango Songwriters Festival and Ventura, California, because I had a lot of connections with that songwriters festival. And while there is where I met Brett, you know, and the rest is history, you might say, because he, he already told what happened from that, that point on. So, uh, well, not everything. Well, it, it rained. It rained. Yeah, it's enough. That's it, enough. It, it, I'll be along here all of it rained eight inches the four days I was in California, by the way. The landslide there were. I was like, geez, give me, give me back to, you know, give me back to Tennessee where it's a little drier. What's that? Oh, say? thanks. Thanks, Mark. Oh, yeah. Mark you know, is a, an artist out of St. Louis. And, um, the blues artist? He has, uh, no, he's a country singer. Cool. And uh, he does, uh, does a lot of stuff around the St. Louis area. 
fairly popular. I didn't want to praise him too much. I mean, yeah. he's a friend of mine. I don't want to give him too much praise because then he'll feel like I really do like him. Mark, you know, I wrote a song with Brett for that soundtrack. He didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a remix in there. I knew that was coming. So you may love the soundtrack, but you've never heard that song. That's right. There's the wall here. See, I thought I thought I had a cut easy. I thought I had an inside track, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So when you guys, I mean, when you first got together, um, I mean, you've all had pretty good success as solo artists, I mean, prior to combining forces into Nash Villains. What, um, um, let me pose this to Troy first. And Troy, I'm not picking on you for any reason, so please don't think that. But before before you guys come together, I mean, did you did you ever think that this was going to be the route you went, that you were going to team up with a couple other guys and start a band, you know, kind of like Brad Paisley says, you know, start a band and... <laughs> No, no, not at all. I mean, uh, no, I, I mean, I've, I've always been kind of a, a solo artist uh, from the get-go, so the idea of being in a band has never been a, 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 um, a uh, you know, a, a propensity of mine. Um, but, uh, you know, Brett approached me with this idea, and um, he had the name uh, Nash Villains, and uh, quick note, though, uh, George, you, we need to re-spell this nationalistband.com. I want to, I want to make sure that people understand that it's A I instead of I A N. It's a common okay. thing. That's an easy. All right. You, you, you've said it correctly, which I commend you because a lot of people can't even say it correctly. But uh, yeah, he, he came, he came to me with the name, and and and, and uh, you know, he and he and Scott were were all pretty uh, talking about it, and and. The idea of, of, of dark country really intrigued me, and the idea of trying to write stuff for uh, a more cinematic nature that we could, uh, you know, get into movie and TVs, uh, movies and TV. Um, I, you know, I, I love the idea of that. So that's why we got together and to see. Well, the first thing we have to figure out is can the three of us write a song together? And we got together and found out that we could. So. Uh, we wrote several songs over the over the course of a month. Huh? Which is our next single. First song we wrote is our next single. Yes, oddly enough, yes. The first song we wrote is our next single, which I think George is going to play. Yes. Cool. Yes. Right. And we're gonna we're gonna we'll get to that here in about oh, about eight minutes or so. Usually about the halfway point through the show, you know. Uh, People that watch regularly kind of. We're only halfway. Only halfway. We don't. I know. Hey, I got a lot of stuff here. Hey, the fun is everyone out of things to talk about. The the fun is just beginning. The second half of the show really gets good. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's true. I've used that line before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it didn't work on her either, right? So with with you guys where you're at now, I mean, do you prefer? Do you feel like you're more settled in being in a a band, or did you? I mean, I'm not trying to call somebody out and say, well, I like being a solo artist better than the other two guys. Go, 
We don't get jeeps. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> We've already had all those conversations, George. You can't rile us. <laughs> so, I mean, do you, each of you, I mean, you can answer this just individually, but do you, do you like the band better than the solo stuff? I like having a project that we all collectively love and that we all yes. have something to write for and produce right. for, and we all have the same vision of it. And right. the chemistry, it's something that the chemistry of three people who have had such different careers coming together and doing this, it's just, it's just kind of cool. You know, I mean, we've all been in a lot of bands. All, all three of us have been in a lot of bands. And, you know, this is just one that just seems to just work. Right. You know, and I think we're... Yeah, and, and he's right. I mean, the, the idea of having a vehicle to write towards, I mean, we're all professional songwriters and have been for a while, so it was, it's been really nice to write for a project and, and, and a project that you know is going to do something, or at least if it doesn't do something, you're the reason it's not doing something. So, right. you know, it, we're, we're uh, you know, it, it's, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to, to, to do this project and, and to keep, keep writing for uh, future albums and future songs and whatnot. Well, there's a lot of different opinions, you know. I mean, we're, we, we all have very strong opinions about things, but it, it's, that's what makes it what it is. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, they, and they do most of the talking. You know, I, I use it. Shut up. <laughs> quote from Mark. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Carry on, gents, individuals go fast, teams go far. That's Mark is a very motivational guy. He's another buddy of mine. Very motivational. And uh, he's actually a personal trainer. So, uh, and not my personal trainer, because if you saw me stand up, you'd go, you're lying. <laughs> 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 but uh, he's he's an awesome guy, so uh, cool. he, and he's got a lot of good stuff, a lot of good insight like that. So I'll put a lot of his stuff up when he pops on and and comments. Now with um, with coming into the band and you guys feel like that you you know you've had your your solo success. I guess. I mean, I'm one of these people. I it depends on how you define success. <laughs> I've had a modicum of solo success. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people define success as Kitty Chesney successful, where you own an island and you got a couple of big boats that the girls swoon over, and you marry a movie star and then you divorce her within six months. You know that kind of thing because you got to be true to L.A. I mean, you know if. Yes, we have success under our belt, but 
Yeah, truly, are you content? Well, you know, it depends on the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let's be honest. It's a lot harder these days to be financially successful um, on owning an island than it was 20, 30 years ago when you could, you know, have a single on a on an album, or not even have a single, have a B-side on an album that sold 20, 20 million CDs. When people were buying CDs in record stores, you know, you were you can make a fortune off of that. But now it's like yeah. you make fractions of a cent, a cent uh, for streams, and nobody's buying anything. So right. it's a whole different world. Yes, you have to really want to do this today. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that brings up a really good point because it has uh, I mean, just from what you're saying. Um, Brad, I'm, I'm going to say it this way, how streaming has hurt some artists. I mean, you know, you, you could have, like you said, financially been a little bit more successful back in the days when the physical copies were going out, but now the streaming, they cut it so low that it's hurt you guys. Well, it, 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 yeah. yes and no. I mean, the, and the no part of it is you have worldwide distribution at a push of a button. Wow. Right. So, right. Really, really what's happened is, is the, the, the income stream or the money stream has shifted. There's still plenty of money. It's just, it's not in the hands of the owner of the copyright anymore. It's in the hands of the owner of the, of the mechanical. I'm sorry, of the, uh, of, of the master. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, it's all, it's, there's still plenty of money. It's just, it's just directed in a different way. Hey, I wanted to and shout out real quick, uh, Skip Clark just put a uh, post up there. I love Skip. Yeah. Skip is, is uh, if it wasn't for Skip, I wouldn't be doing this, I'll be honest with you. He mentored me through a lot of this stuff. And, yeah, he's a good dude. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. He, if I have a question, I go to Skip, and he answers it or he lies to me. I haven't figured out which one's right yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's a great guy. So um, let's let's get to the, the about the point of the show where we want to talk about the music. I mean, you got a song out that's uh, we're going to play that is your new single um, that we talked about, and uh, it's called "Tumbling Down." And after we play the song, we'll come back and we'll talk kind of the backstory of the song and and that kind of thing because I, I like to get that after people hear. It. So this is uh, Tumbling Down. It's from Nash Villains. And if uh, you want to check it out, um, then you can check it out on all the streaming platforms and boost these guys' financial success a little bit, okay? <laughs> I, have, I have no problem plugging that, you know. So uh, this is Nash Villains with Tumbling Down. Tens of dollars. Tens of dollars. Before Nashville is proudly sponsored by GoGo Tuners, the go-to tuner for professional and amateur musicians. Get your GoGo Tuner at gogotuners.com. Buy Heart to Heart Coffee, the coffee that gives back. Find out more at hearttoheartcoffee.com. Buy Sibby's Apparel, worn by heroes, made with respect. Order yours at sibby'sapparel.com and buy Three Rangers Whiskey, not for the weak or faded heart. At freerangers.com. I 
compare bands, but it has the sound of uh, of another band, and I can't think of who it is off the top of my head, but I love the sound of it. I absolutely love that sound, the, the relaxed, laid back, and, and of course, Troy's voice just kills on that. Who's handling the guitar work? Is that Scott? I think, uh, I think the rhythm the studio. I think it was Troy. Actually, okay. yeah, that started. Uh, that was one of the first songs we wrote, and and uh, we literally recorded it uh, the, the 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 day we wrote it. Um, we figured out a tempo for it, and and uh, I was playing Brett's uh, 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 what the um, the big guy, the, the blonde. Uh, 
Big Fat Gibson? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I was playing that, and I was just, I, was looking, I didn't even have a pit, and, and it was just going to be um, a guy uh, a guy that who's sick, and uh, I laid down a scratch um, uh, vocal the day we wrote it, and uh, Brett uh, came to us uh, like a week later and had all this stuff on it and ended up using that uh, guide acoustic and it, it survived uh, 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 bringing a band in and I mean it was uh, it, it was it, it really came together nicely. Well you know sometimes as sometimes as a producer you get a little bit more of a vibe from the songwriters playing than you do a session player playing. Because the session players are played so flawless, there's not as much of a thing behind it. It's just a thing to feel out of it sometimes. Yeah, and there's, and there's a guitar player in uh, L.A. I used to work a lot with him. Tim Pierce is a really famous guitar player, session guitar player. And I would take a guitar track to him, and he would add all those other amazing guitar parts around it. And I was like, "Well, aren't you going to replace the acoustic?" He was not man. And he's like, "You can't, you can't replace. Sometimes you just can't replace that thing with the songwriter playing that odd. You know, it's just session players can't, are not going to be able to get that. They're going to play it perfect. So I'm yeah, the imperfections is what gives it character. Yeah, yeah." Yeah, I mean, just the, the playing, the whole thing sounds great. It's such a good song. And so you guys, you wrote it, and then you went ahead and recorded it. Was it one of those that was kind of a, when you recorded it, were you intending to, or was it just a, a you know, like a, a pre-roll on the tape and used it as a scratch, and it came out that way? Because it sounds freaking awesome. You know, it, it was it was one of those things. We put the track together, and, I, I, you know, and, and Troy played the, and sang it and had the, and we, Scott and I put dobro and mandolin on it and all that stuff, and it sounded really good, and I was like, this is good, but I, I went and I started looking through loops, and I was like, man, it'd be really weird to put a loop on this, right. and I ended up finding that loop of the class. And I was like, this is, there's no way it's going to sound right. But I like to try a lot of things as a producer. And I, you know, anything different and left of center, and I put it in there, and I was like, this is actually really cool. It kind of brings this whole thing to life a little bit. Yeah. And then after that, we ended up getting a session player. We had, a, uh, I think, um, Evan Hutchins and uh, Tom Bukovac came in and played uh, uh, drums and, and guitar and added to the loop. And I think Thomas Vance, Point bass. I can't remember if that's him playing bass or me playing bass on that. I think it's probably him playing bass. We'll just have a dance on this. Yeah. So, yeah, so, but uh, I mean, it's just, it, it kind of just kind of kept morphing into something else and something else. So it was, uh, but yeah, it's it very, very, it turned into a very cool track. Very yeah, it is. It's, uh, it, it's, I, I like. You know everything you guys have done that I've listened to because I've listened to uh, several different uh, you know things. Usually I'm I'm a Spotify nerd and I like to listen to as much as possible. Thank you. And when I heard that, I that was one of those that I would like to get to the end and I push the back button and to get to the end I push the back button. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, cool. 
Yeah, Boris Johnson didn't expect it to to take off, and it's 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 okay. Um, you know, a lot of the fans have really just kind of honed in on that song. Yeah, I just looking at Spotify a while ago, it was about uh, it's over a hundred thousand. I think it's almost at 200,000, I think. Yeah. It was like maybe 163 or 190, something like that. I mean, it it was up there. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. So, I mean, that's impressive. How how long has the song been out? Uh, Uh, Four or five months, something like that. Six months. Yeah. Maybe five months, something like that, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you've got a song that's getting that kind of traction in a relatively short amount of time. That's... Mm -hmm. That says a lot for the tune. And quite honestly, um, uh-oh, you will have with it because you're just releasing it, but I suspect you're going to see a lot of stations picking that up. Well, I hope you're right. I know our radio promo team really likes it, and that's what they're really excited about. Yeah, we've got those several playlists, uh, which has been nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a good thing because that gets a lot of exposure with the playlist. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's kind of where the game's played now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything shifts. I mean, you know, it's uh, social media. You went from Facebook to Instagram, and now the TikTok thing. And then, you know, before it was radio, and then it came the, along the streaming, and then it shifted into the playlist. And it's, it's like, you know, I, I just, you know, why can't we be happy? Why do we have to change? <laughs> Technology, man, it's always evolving. Oh, good. Oh, always God. evolving, you know? Why yeah, can't we be happy? That is a really big question, George. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this podcast can handle that big of a question. Yeah, that, that's, that's one that uh, I, I could probably have a lot of folks' input on that one. Yeah. <laughs> it would make a cool song title, though. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we be happy? Uh, it would be more of a political song, I'm afraid. Yeah. Write that down, Scott. Write that down. Oh, I know. It's called you. And since I gave you the title, you know, I don't ask for anything. I'm, I'm not a co-writer. I'm just... Oh, yeah. That's why you didn't even bring it up. <laughs> hey, I, I want my, you know, my two-tenths of a penny or whatever the heck it is now. So. Right. All right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're going to get into the fun part now, and I hope you guys can hear this. This is a little thing that uh, I like to do. It's ask a little off-the-wall questions, and my favorite part is this is what it's called. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that or not. It's called What the Hell. I, I, heard, I heard a sound effect, but I didn't hear anything up. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, i got to look into that. But uh, this is one of my favorite things to do because I just ask off-the-wall questions. So I'm going to start with Scott on this one uh, because he just looks like the kind of guy that likes to drink coffee. Yeah, you're totally wrong on that. Yeah, you actually are. You might want to end with Scott. Yeah, just, just uh, swap coffee with beer. There you go. Okay, well, we'll do that then. Do you have a favorite beer mug? And if so, what's on it and what makes it your favorite? Well, I, I just broke my favorite beer mug. Oh, oh what a story. It broke my heart, too, man. I, oh, it's warmed me up. All day. 
But but it was perfect. I could take I could take a Miller Lite as my drink of choice. I could take it and turn it upside down and pour it in hard, and it would foam up and it would stop right at the top of the mug. It was perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, I broke it. So so now I'm drinking my beer out of. That was one of these, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a little igloo or something, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, if you break one, then you're thinking, I don't want to get anything that's glass, so I'm going to go to something that if I do drop it, it's not going to break. It's just going to, the yeah. top's going to pop off and the beer's going to spill. It's going to be a beer foul. So, you know, it's like, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Brett, let's go to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's look ahead on this one, okay? I'm going to see what kind of uh, premonition that you have, because your parents were good at it. Maybe you are, too, hmm. um, you know, since they said you would play guitar and have long hair and join the band. <laughs> in 40 years, what are people going to be nostalgic for? In 40 years, what are they going to be nostalgic for? Yeah. That's a tough one, buddy. Oh, my God. In 40 years, what are people going to be nostalgic for? I got one. I think they're going to be nostalgic for good music. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we're not going to have good music in 40 years. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I don't know. I feel like I'm getting old. Like, all my, my all the good bands were behind me. I don't, there's, some, there's some great bands now, too. But, I mean, I, I always love, like... I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's if we're on the the top of going to the top of the bell curve or the bottom of the bell curve. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. That, that's a good question. How about how about cars? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That, yeah. that never goes away. So. Yeah, I mean, classic. You know, here's one. I mean, classic cars. Classic cars. Oh, oh, well, cars you can work on. Yeah, you have to come with your dad and go outside right. and pop the hood open. I mean, it's getting to the point where you have to have a computer to plug into your car to work on. You can't do the things you used to be able to do, able to do with a car. Right. Well, I think that's one thing that's going to be missing. Are you doing a lot of, are you, are you doing a lot of working on your car by there, buddy? Is that something oh, you, is that I, did, I did put water on it today. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all computerized. It's all computerized. Oh man, I think in forty years people will be nostalgic for gas for their car because everything's going yeah. to be Well, all the people are going to be driving themselves in forty years. I think no, it's they, you know, they've got cars parking, parallel parking themselves, and everything. I think in forty years, it's like Tesla. You're going to just sit back and it's going to drive you to your destination. Right. Right. They have those autopilot ones out now, and they scare you to death. Yeah. Okay, Troy, here's a good one for you. What's the best type of cheese? <laughs> the best type of cheese? Uh, for me, the smellier, the better, man. I, I like a strong cheese. <laughs> I like blue cheese. My favorite is blue cheese. Yeah. What's the one that smell you together and shit? And if you said the writing one good and you know he's telling the truth. That's why he gets me out of here. He can get out of with me. You'll see we you'll see the results of that. Thanks, guys. That's 
sticky part, but, you know, <laughs> I, I don't think that's the sense that you can tell. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a sick sense. It'll be an innate sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, let's go back to you. Has anyone ever started a rumor about you, and what was it? Who has Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good, man. <laughs> ever start a rumor about me? Good. And, and you want me to say it on air? You know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, anytime, anytime anybody's ever tried to start any kind of trouble or rumor with me, I'm like, I, I'll just say, is that, is that all you got? You know? You know, if you want some real, if you want some real dirt on me, just ask me. I'll tell you. <laughs>
to see if I was faster or not. Right. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, Brett, now this is one that I really like because it gets Uh-oh. into uh, to something really good here. Have your parents told you something as an adult that they kept from you as a child, like they fessed up to something? Gosh. Oh, my gosh. I could be better. You're getting all the hard ones. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't want you anyway. You were a mistake now. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, they're very honest people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, His name was almost Betty. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's a good one. Very great. My parents actually uh, were going to name Sterling. Was going to be my name. Sterling. 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 I'm glad they were there, my friend. But they did tell me that they thought I was going to be. Uh, they, well, they said they thought. More successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I was more successful, then they gave me more of an alliteration of a name, Brett Boyette. Oh yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, that's. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Troy, I'm sorry. I, I, I tried to find a good one, and this is all I got, man. How do you feel about guys wearing pink? <laughs> I am totally fine with that. I, I, I'm fine with that as long as they call it salmon. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is a lie. I, I have a friend, and we were a bunch of us around golfing, and he doesn't like pink on guys. And so all of us got pink golf shirts to wear. Oh, perfect. And didn't tell him. So, um, <laughs> that well, so who won that that game? Did, did he did he play good or bad? He he was on the winning team. I will tell you that. Well, here's what oh, I know. Well, maybe that might have changed his mind about pink shirts. Here's what right. I want to know: Does Troy have anything pink? I've never. That <laughs> no, I, I don't have any pink shirts. Yeah, me either. No, 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 no. He, he said he didn't I mind what I was wearing it. He didn't say he didn't mind wearing it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Oh, oh, this is a great one. Um, Scott, we'll send this one to you. Well, what would be the creepiest thing you could say to somebody that you passed on the street, a stranger that you passed on the street? That <laughs> <laughs> pulled my finger is not an option. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's only weird the first time. That's it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Hey, darling. That's you know, uh, it's only weird the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've had that conversation, George. All of a sudden, there's your pants. The spandex will sit on me. Yeah. <laughs> I look better than skinny jeans. <laughs> oh, let's move. I look better in, in your jeans. That's, that's, that'd be weird. <laughs> yep. I'm I, I, Well, I'm not going to say that. My wife's probably watching. I'll get myself into trouble if I put that out there. So, uh, um, I, I, keep, I keep my wife on her toes. That's what it is. Yeah. 
Is that a euphemism? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> this, is, this is really evolving. This is, it's going downhill quick. Downhill quick. It's spiraling bad. It is spiraling bad. All right. Brett, here's your last one. Uh, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen in somebody else's home? Oh, you know, there's a there's a buddy of mine, and uh, a good friend of mine. He had like bats, like actual bats that were like taxidermy. Oh goodness! In his hat, his house. Yep, that was that was kind of weird. Yeah, that's not even Ozzy by chance. <laughs> no. <laughs> Now, I'm trying to think of anybody else, something weird, but yeah, everyone's got some weird little quirky thing that they to, you don't really know until you go to their house. Yeah. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah if you asked my wife, she'd say her husband, I'm sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, um, Troy, we're going to give you one last one, and this will wrap it up. If your office had a show and tell for adults, what thing would you be proud to display? <laughs> okay. Oh, <goodness. laughs> show and tell for adults. What would I be proud to to show? Oh goodness! I have several several rubber things uh, in my office. Uh, Dude, you you are about two hundred yards from my office. I'm not ever going to. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness gracious! You know, I you know, I, where I, you stay when you go to Troy's office? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he must be hiding things. I've got several microphones that uh, you could uh, that are very solid nature. Um, <laughs> very large microphone. Yeah, very large right. And pink. <laughs> and pink. Yeah, right. Well, it could be. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> I, I, I was thinking that was probably going to head somewhere in that direction, but uh, anyway, guys, that that was great. Uh, so, tell me what uh, what's going on for Nashville and the Band? Where are you guys headed to? What's your what's your uh, your show schedule looking like for the next month? Well, we're not doing a lot of shows. Everything's closing down again because of uh, COVID and all the craziness with the world right now. But I, I, I will tell you, we've got a single uh, coming out on uh, 9-17, September 17th. And then we've got, after that, we've got our album coming out. And I, I will say, one of the coolest things that we've done, I'm really proud of, is we have done a concept album, a country concept album that I've never heard of a country band doing a concept album before. No. So uh, we, we did an album like, it's not The Wall, and it's, you know, like Pink Floyd's The Wall, but it's, that is a concept album. So if you're familiar right. with the Pink Floyd's The Wall, or Dark Star Moon, or Operation Mind Crime uh, from Queensryche, or any of those kinds of uh, concept albums, that's what this is, but country. In our <laughs> and there's a whole overlying arc of the entire album of the story and everything, and it all fits nicely together. And uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm, I think we're all really proud of that. So, and that's coming end of October, the full album. October. Yep. 
All right. And is that going to be available in a physical sense or just digital? I mean, somebody want to get their hands on a physical copy? Could they do it? Yeah, we're going to. Do, I'm sure we're going to do physical. I'm sure we'll do vinyl. Oh, there you go. Um, you know, for all the vinyl fans out there, collectors and things like that. Uh, especially when we get those flash drives, or whatever they're called. What's that? Little, little flash drives. Is that what they call them thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Your pets are coming back, I heard. Yeah. There you go. This way. <laughs> really? That's just weird. But they, uh, you know, they they, uh, they finalized, we finalized the art, I think last night, actually, for the uh, oh. album cover. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's all it's really cool, so... Yeah, and that'll be available at the website to to purchase. Yeah, and, yeah. and shows when you, you guys do remember shows, right? I mean, yeah. after Tuesday, well, one thing we are going to start doing uh, because of the COVID thing, because we can't go tour, which really sucks because we've been going on, is we're going to start doing a lot more online streaming shows. So we're going to look at doing one or two online streaming shows a month. Um, we're working, that, working on that right now with a company who's going to host us and uh, market it and uh, people can find yeah, it. Yeah, we can get out on the road to the people. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, that that was a big hit when when COVID was unleashed and the world shut down. That was a huge hit with uh, being able to keep up with artists, you know. And I I I think um, that was one of the things I didn't get into earlier is you know the way that Nashville and other places kind of. Um, evolved in an emergency you know the zoom rights and that kind of thing they were i'm sure they were all there before because of distance but it made it a lot more prevalent and doing the, the social media shows and the theater shows you know the drive-in shows um, those kind of things well again there's a lot of things that you can do with that that you don't you can't do with touring. i mean we can do a live show and, and people and you know, Africa or Israel or wherever in the world can watch it. Right. As well as being in the bar that we're in, you know, so that's that's the benefit of that. Mm-hmm. And they can buy our merch. Uh, we've teamed up with a company so they can buy our merch while we're performing. They can buy the album while we're performing. You can do all of it. Download it. It's really cool. It's really cool. You can buy this beautiful hat. Matter of fact, you can buy this, the, the hat right off my head. You can buy it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's not a counting price. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it, it costs you more because I wore it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's, that's kind of like Troy's T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got the, I think that's the song that Scott wrote. Isn't he? Wasn't that right? Oh, that's right. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the same T-shirt. Yeah. Tim Gates T-shirt. Yeah, a song like me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a first strike on the wall for that one. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty. A first piece of hardware right there, out of the t-shirt. <laughs> oh, the yeah. song. I'm sorry. Yeah, the song. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I tell you what, it's been great. You guys have been fun to hang out with in the chat, and I really appreciate it. And uh, and uh, I thank you for your patience after um, uh, you know. I thought the guest host thing was really good. Y'all did do a good job. <laughs> Are you talking about the one? Are you talking about the one last time in Mexico? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever done. <laughs> it was funny. Wow. I'm sitting here talking. I'm like, I got nothing. 
Well, yeah. the technology, like it was, you were phrasing and we were phrasing, and then it was like, yeah, yeah. Well, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It was fun. Well, I, I appreciate you for guest hosting the show. I'll have to, I'll have to have you come back on sometime. <laughs> well, appreciate yeah. you having us. So uh, we, I, I've enjoyed talking to you guys again. Check them out nashvillainsband.com. Also, go to all the streaming sites and check out the music and keep your eye out on October uh, for this. Uh, concept album. I'm, I'm really, I'm going to have to get the vinyl of that because I love vinyl. I just love the way it sounds. Cool. And uh, so I'm going to have to get the vinyl of that and check it out uh, and uh, just kick back and relax because if it's like I think it's going to be, it's going to be a very good, good album. So Yeah. Well, thank you, George. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. Well, y'all take care. Have a great night and uh, we will be talking to you again very soon. All right? All right. Thank you, George. All right. Brought to you every Monday and Thursday by GoGo Tuners. All right, GoGoTuners dot com. Go check them out. GoGo Tuners. All right, GoGo Tuners. It's a good, really good tuners. I'm gonna check those out too. Yeah, they've got them all. They've got the pedal tuners and they have the headstock tuners. So you guys go check them out as well. And if you guys go there, I'm, I'm trying to talk uh, talk them in to get me a discount code put out. And I haven't, we're in talks about that. So if that comes out before long, I'll send that to you. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a great night and uh, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, I do it. We'll see you. Don't be safe. Yeah.